Welcome to Hello from the Other Side, where we validate how our loved ones on the other side are always with us, ready to help when called on. Here's your host, psychic, medium, and author of There Is No Death, Only Life, Maria Verdeshi. Today's topic is signs. And here in the studio today is Carolyn to talk about signs and how our loved ones give them to us, show them to us. They let us know that they're there all the time to love us, guide us. They want to help. Hi, Carolyn. How are you doing today? Hi, Maria. How are you? Oh, I'm doing real good. Thanks. And I'm so excited to talk to you today because I know your family gets an unusual amount of signs, but it's not just one, it's several signs and people in your family get their own sign for each person over there. Am I correct with this? Oh, yes. Very correct. Wow. This is fascinating. So... I want you to start and who is going to be your first person, your first loved one on the other side that you want to start with and the signs that they give. Well, my father is a great sign giver and the funny thing that he shows me that he's alive is through a nickel. Oh, nickel. Just one nickel. I love it. As my father passed, and we, before we closed the casket, I have eight brothers and sisters. So we have nine. He, had, he and my mom had nine children. We put nine nickels in his hand because I do not want to offend people, but my father used to save nickels and love his nickels. He adored his nickels. He would, bet, he would always say, betcha nickel. <laughs> so then he would... When he, we knew he was passing, he asked, he told my mother, do not let the kids set or take my goddamn nickels. <laughs> and is that exactly how he said it? Exactly how he would say it. And I hate to offend someone, but he would refer to his nickels as his goddamn nickels. <laughs> no, he I hard for those nickels. I love it that you say it exactly how he would say it. I love that. So as we placed him in the casket, the casket was closed, and we were ready to put him in the ground. The nine of us with our mother stood around holding hands, and there were his box of goddamn nickels. (laughs) And we all took a handful, and we threw them on the ground inside his, the ground where he was going to be placed. And then they put the dirt over him and we buried him with his goddamn nickels. Wow. A couple of months go by. My brother, he's number seven. They would refer us, refer to us as numbers also. So my brother was digging up his garden and three nickels come out flying from the rototiller. And he says, there's no way. Well, there, was there any other change or was it just the three nickels? Just three nickels. Oh, my gosh. And he got on the text message and, sold, and told all eight of us, you won't believe it. I was hit in the head with three nickels today. 
cleaning out my garden bed. And we all laugh. We were like, well, of course, Jay, you have three children. He's protecting your three children. And my brother just laughed. He said, oh, my gosh, dad's protecting my children. Exactly. It makes so much sense that he would find three. Amazing. That is amazing. So all of us, seven, eight of us, were like, we're on the hunt. Where are our nickels? We want a nickel now. So we all, in the past 13 years, have shared stories when we get nickels. My favorite story of me getting the nickels is I'm number eight, and I had lost a brother-in-law, a very dear brother-in-law. I was in the hotel, and that morning my husband wasn't with me, and I unbelievably woke up very, very early, and I'm a sleeper. And I said, Dad, please watch over me. I'm very nervous about burying our brother-in-law. And I can't believe we're doing this. Can you show me that you'll be here today? So I got up, got dressed, finished my prayers, went downstairs, got a cup of coffee. And what did the lady give me after I gave her my $3 for my coffee? She gave me eight nickels. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That was my change. That was your change. Eight nickels. Yes. Like that. Like I've gone to this coffee shop years for years. I mean, have the same coffee. How did I get eight nickels? And she apologized. This is all the change I have. That's amazing. So I have kept those eight nickels in my purse. I have not spent one because I know my daddy is right there with me. And when I need him, my dad is there. That is amazing. Wow. That's incredible. And so, and after you said it's been 13 years? It's been 13 years that he's gone. And we're still receiving nickels. And it's all the kids do. All nine of us, yes, all nine of us get nickels in different various places. Now, my mom, she's passed and she's only been gone four years. And when she would sign her name, it was always mom or Mary and then a smiley face. Well, do I get smiley faces? No, but my son that is now 14 years old, he receives smiley faces. And he doesn't just receive smiley faces. They are larger than life smiley faces. Wow. So to like really say, hey, you can't miss this sign. I'm right here and it's really me. And is it something that's kind of out of the blue and unexpected? Oh, absolutely. We were driving and my son said, mom, there's Merma. And I said, your grandma is not here. And he goes, mom, Merma's right there. And I go, there's no way. And we were driving down the road. And he goes, then turn the car around and let let me prove to you that my grandmother just said hello to me. And I said, okay, you prove, I'll prove it to you that she's not here. We turned around and we went back down the exact same street. And there it was, a garden, a garden of yellow roses, of yellow flowers made into a smiley face. No. How bizarre. 
The garden made into a smiley face. Yes, on the side of the road, of a major road. Wow. That's incredible. Now, he said, I'm sad. The other day, a couple weeks ago, he was confirmed. And he was said, I'm sad that Mirma's not here with me. And I wish she could have been with me because she loved Jesus. And I said, yes, your mother, your grandmother did love Jesus. And that was her most important person in her whole entire life. He was confirmed and he walked away and he grabbed my hand as we were getting in the car. And I felt something weird. And I said, what's wrong? And he goes, just feel it. Just feel it, mom. And I go, what? And I, I had this really warm feeling come over me. And he said, you know what? There was a boy in my confirmation class that wore a smiley face tie. Oh, wow. How did, like, how does that happen? I mean, how does that happen? Out of the blue, unexpected. That's the sign that he gets from your mom. I never saw it. on a tie. I never I'm saw the sorry, boy. But I, I haven't seen any kids' ties with smiley faces ever. No, me neither, but Jake did. Wow. And when he told me, I could feel it. Like she went through my body and said, I was there with your son. I was standing right next to him as he was confirmed. Oh, and she was going to be. She wanted to be there. That was an important thing for her, and she was going to be there. Yes. It's so, I got to say, it always amazes me um, when people say, I don't believe, I don't believe in this whole signs thing. It's, it's, you know, it's just not real. They're they're dead. They're gone. You're never going to see them again. They don't talk to you. They don't send signs and, you know, you're going to see the cardinal and because there's cardinals flying around. Um, now your, your mom sends cardinals, doesn't she? Oh yes. So, I have gone to a different psychic and they said, your, your mom is a cardinal. And I said, no, she's really involved in the church, but she's not a cardinal because no women can be a cardinal. And he said, no, she's really a cardinal. And I just kept on thinking, the psychic is crazy. (laughs) And I did not think about it. My mom cannot be a cardinal because only men can be cardinals. And that's what I've been taught. Mm -hmm. And many months later, my son, the same son, was very young. And he had bronchitis. And he was very, very sick. And I was on the couch watching TV with him and, you know, giving him a breathing treatment. And we looked out a window and there was a cardinal sitting on a vine and it did not move for almost a half an hour. We videotaped this cardinal. It was so prominent. And at the moment when I saw it, I'm like, oh my, Jake says, mama, it's a red bird. And I said, no, that's a cardinal, Jake. So I was trying to teach him. And at that moment, when I said the word cardinal, I thought, oh, my goodness, that psychic was right. My mom is a cardinal. She's the first woman cardinal. (laughs) So what also happened was then, if I'm getting this correctly, 
you had a gut feeling and something came over you that you just had a knowing of yes. that that connects. That's true. That's her. That was her. That, dog, that bird did not move. Even when we took a picture and the flash went off and that bird did not move. Wow. She was there. Yeah, I don't think that they usually just sit for a half hour like that still. It was, it was a good long time. Wow. And we giggled about it. And he said, I'm going to be okay, Mama, because Merma's watching me. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. So it gives my children a good sense of know, knowing that their grandparents are still there, even though they're not physically here that they're more in tune with us than they were in the physical world. Right. Without right. Oh, it's amazing. Um, and it brings them that sense of peace, um, a sense of security, and they can feel that like a sense of love. They can feel that. Oh, yes. Yes. And my father also Kate, would come in with, um, the number 13 and he was born on Friday the 13th and he always taught us children that Friday the 13th was lucky it was a good day it's gonna be a good day and so we always we never believed that it was a bad thing to have Friday the 13th and just this weekend my daughter graduated from college and I had said in the morning, once again, prayed, did my prayers and said, Mom and Dad, I would love you to have been here to watch our oldest daughter graduate college because I didn't graduate. As we were pulling into the graduation ceremony, parking our car, there is a Sumpta bus in front of us, not with one thirteen, but three thirteens on this bus, one that was lit up. One that was on the side of the bus saying, this is bus number 13. And on the license plate, it said 111113 Municipal Building. How does that happen? Just letting you know that it was something that you just couldn't miss. And it's funny because 11 is a master number. That's a higher number. So you've got this with your 13 and it's uh no, it's really me. It's me. I'm here. I wouldn't miss this for the world. Three of them. We couldn't have missed it. If, I mean, it was like someone was hitting us in the face and we were, we were all laughing in the car. Papa is here. And I love it that the whole family gets it and they see it and there is no, oh, that's a coincidence. That's, they know that it's that person. They know that that sign is them and that they're there. He's, he is so, he's more alive and more in tune with us than he was in the physical world because he had nine children. And there are days that I know that he has 100% on me. And I finally get the 100% of attention with my dad that I wanted in the physical world, but I get it in the spiritual world. So I'm like, I'm so lucky. And 
I love that too, that you see that, you recognize it, and that you can appreciate it. So it's not a, oh, my dad's gone. My dad's never going to be here. Because that's not the way it is. Your dad is right there. You can touch him. He's right there. And you understand that. You understand that he's right there, that he's not gone forever. It's just you are communicating with him in a different way. And your kids, through you, have learned to communicate with these relatives in a different way. Oh, yeah. Yes, they have. Now, did your mom give you a sign during the graduation? Just out of curiosity. No, I mean, we got another, we had another 13 where we were sitting in um, the very higher, the highest level in the auditorium. So and you had four 13s? Four 13s. Didn't really get Mom, any. Dad, Joanne, and Rick? It could have been. It very could That's have been. the first thing that comes to my mind, and that's who I'm seeing. Um them and that's why the other 13 was thrown out so then you'd see it and but they're the four that I'm seeing and it's like them huddled in the seats come on get your get your program come on shush um like I can see them huddled up in the seats and shush is gonna be coming on quiet no no my daughter um in her four years of college had six people pass away that were extremely significant. And only two of those were older people. So four of them were, what I say, younger people in their 50s or younger. Mm-hmm. Where they were shockers. And my daughter put all of their initials on the inside of her graduation cap so that they would all walk the stage with her. Oh, wow. That gave me chills. That, that's beautiful. That she, um, she included them. She invited them in that day and she included them in on her graduation day. Yeah. Cause they, some people would say they made it very difficult for her at times when we call, I had to call her and say, guess what? Someone died and you need to come home or don't worry about the funeral. We'll get through this one. And we just kept on laughing. Here, here goes another one. Here goes another one. And she said, it, without those trials and tribulations that she had to get through to show herself that she was stronger. But she's also very thankful she has a tribe now. Oh, my. Yes, you, you definitely have a tribe on the other side that looks out for you. And make sure that you're safe. Um, now, I know you had a sister that passed. Um, yeah. And what signs does she oh. send you? Her signs were crazy. Um, she is a very vain woman. And she was 55 at her passing. And she always had to have her fingernails done. And I can't even remember how years and years and years that she's always had her fingernails done. And I'm going to jump in here real quick and just say to everybody, I, um, her sister had, was in a coma and Carolyn had gotten a hold of me to help assist 
um, with her sister so we could see what her sister needed at that time. I could tell that my sister was not having an easy way passing. They told us that the hospital kept on telling us that she was critical, but that was all that we were hearing. And we were in Michigan and she was in Florida. And I was terrified that she was not making it. And that was my gut instinct. She's not making it. So, of course, I called you, Maria, and said, don't, don't give me any black, um, gray situation. Tell it me black or white. Is she going to make this? Is she going to be able to live? And you said? I said I wasn't feeling good about it. Um, I really wasn't getting that line out, um, but I wasn't feeling good. But what I also said was, and this is what I tell people is, I'm not God, so I can never say for sure if someone's going to pass or not, because there can always be some kind of divine intervention. I was not feeling that with your sister, but I'm not God. So I can't say, yes, that person's going to die or, you know, crossover, that one's not. Um, But I was not feeling good about the outcome. And I knew that she would not make it because her goal in life was to get rid of her life. Right. Unfortunately. And I'm sorry if that makes it very bold statement. But my sister was ready to be done with this physical world. Her life was chaotic. So she went on with her fingernails. We'll go back to the fingernails. And um, I asked her son to take a picture of her. And he sent me the picture. And I sent the picture to Maria immediately. And it was a mid- over probably a midnight or one o'clock in the morning. And I felt bad to bother Maria, but something was really nagging me and it, it was bad. And I said, she can't pass. She wants to pass. She can't pass. Something's happening. And I was crazy nervous. So Maria, thank God, answered the phone call, looked at the picture and saw that Joanne's fingernails were dirty. I didn't didn't see her fingernails, remember? Her hands were like, I couldn't see the nails, but what was happening was I was drawn to her hands for some reason. And I kept wanting to fight it going, this is bizarre. Why am I being drawn to her hands? And why do I keep hearing my nails, my hands, my nails look horrible, my hands look horrible, but I couldn't really see them. And when you told me her hands look horrible, that's when I told you, oh, well, because she hasn't had a manicure and she wanted a manicure because she always got a manicure every Thursday afternoon. And it happened to be Thursday afternoon. Oh, my God. Or Thursday, going into Thursday. This was Wednesday, late Wednesday night, going into a Thursday. And here, so I called my other two sisters that were holding vigil with her. And I said, you've got to get her nails clean. You've got to put her hands in a warm, soapy water, clean her nails, paint her nails. And so my sister started getting busy. And I said, wash her hair, brush her hair, clean her, make her feel beautiful. 
get some perfume, make her feel beautiful, put some nice jammas on, take the hospital gown off. And all of a sudden, Maria called again. And, and I said, what do we do with her nails? She wants her nails done. And Maria said, you're right. Her nails need to be done. And I said, well, what color pink? She always loved pink. Pink's her favorite color. And Maria, do you remember what you said? And I, I'm hearing French manicure. Of course, I'm thinking, oh, my God, am I really hearing this correctly? And I just blurted out and I said, she wants a French manicure. And I started to laugh and I said, that is so my sister. She always wanted nothing but the best. A little bit more expensive, honey. <laughs> and that's what Joanne would say. Just make it a little bit more expensive. And the French manicures are. Yep. And so she went. And the next day, thanks to Maria, her sons came into the hospital and saw her in her ICU unit, all hooked up to these terrible machines, knowing that she's going to die because they finally had said her brain activity was not there. But she looked like her mom, their mom. Her hair was pretty. It smelled good. She had perfume on. Her nails were done in a French manicure. Now they had press-on nails, but don't tell her. <laughs> hey, she, she, still felt, she still felt pretty, and that's the big thing. She wanted to feel pretty. She looked pretty. She looked very pretty. And Maria helped her pass. And she passed after they turned off the machine. She had been um, 21 years a recovering alcoholic. And she passed 21 minutes after they turned the machine off. And the doctor thought that was a huge sign telling us that she was okay and she was with mom and dad. That's a, and you guys happen to have a few different signs during this whole thing because your sister that was there um, turned on Pandora because she wanted to get a little more relaxed and have some music playing. Yes. And I'll let you continue with that. And Joanne was um, a stewardess in the very first um, the very first song that came on the Pandora was Leaving on a Jet Plane. And I still want to cry. I that she yeah. was leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when she's going to come back. I don't know of any signs bigger than all of these signs that she was giving to say, I'm here. I'm here. Thank you for doing all this because Joanne even had messages during this process. Um, I'm pretty sure she had one for her husband and then one for a brother. Right. And it was things like that. I wouldn't have known um, that I was passing on from her. So it's just one of those things where you're sitting back saying they're right here. They see exactly what's going on. They see what you're doing for them. They see how you're helping them. They see it. Oh yeah. Joanne was a very big sign giver. 
in the very beginning. And she really, it helped her move forward and get to where she needed to be. What other signs in the beginning did you see with Joanne? Um, she had told us that as we were giving her a funeral, she, we donated all her organs and her tissue and her, um, skin for all different places. But, um, as they were ready to do the, her, um, harvesting of her organs, um, she had told uh, her son that he was going to be okay, that he was going to be okay. And it was the first time that he actually started to cry and oh, that wow. he could, he could, he could live and it would be okay. Cause he felt like he was gonna maybe kill himself. So he was able to release some of this pain. He released that because they really fought the two of them. Pain and guilt. Terribly, yeah. And he is doing so awesome now. And he has her, her nickname was Peachy Pie. And he had a tattoo of a peach on his forearm. And he is doing so good. And and how many years has it been since your sister crossed over? um, Just three. Amazing. And he's doing great. That, that's wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that. His, yeah, his, you, yeah, all parents would be proud of him. From the deep, deep, dark hole that he was in to living on his own, affording himself, paying for all the things that he had to do without any parent telling him how to do it or teaching him. He just did it all by himself. Wow. Wow. Because he didn't have a very good mom. Right. And now he's, that's amazing that he was able to get those messages and take them and really go on a different path and just know it and say, all right, you know what? I'm going to change things. I don't want things to end up like she said that they could end up. I don't want that for myself. I'm going to move over to this other path and go that way. And he did, yes. He, she also realized that there, of course, we've, I've said numerous times, I have um, eight brothers and sisters, and of course, this was one of my sisters passing away, the first and only one that has passed away. She, um, there was a, quite a few at least 20 to 30 people saying goodbye to her before she went in for organ, the um, organ donation or harvesting of the organs. That's how I should say it. And so the um, nurses and the doctors all put together um, quite a few computers so we could Skype because all of us were in different areas of the United States and we Skyped and we had um, what, what we would call a virtual funeral. And like I say, there was between 20 to 30 people 
Skyping in to say goodbye to Joanne and give her our love and tell her that we're supporting her, that we're proud of her for donating her organs. And she told Maria, and Maria had no idea we were saying goodbye. And Maria sent me a text on my cell phone as we were saying goodbye. And I happened to look at the cell, my cell phone, and Maria said, why isn't Philip there? Joanne is upset that Philip's not in the room. Out of all those people there, she knew one brother was, couldn't say goodbye. He because just, I wasn't on the Skype or anything, so I couldn't see anything. You surely didn't even know that it was happening. <laughs> no. Because I did not, I didn't think I had um, strength to deal with it. You were kind of made to deal with it then, weren't you? <laughs> with me sending the text message because when things don't go away, it's kind of like I have to give the message when it keeps going. And As you I gave me that message. What? Yes. And you gave me that message and I was afraid of that phone. And I handed that phone to another brother and I said, you read this message. And he said, I'm not reading that message. He gave it to his wife and said, you read the message. Tell everybody what Joanne just said. And we were all just scared. Like, how did that happen? Wow. And it was Joanne. She, was, she knew one of the brothers did not show up because she and that brother did not get along. Wow. And she had a message for him, too, if I remember correctly. I think she wanted to apologize. Yeah. There in was, her own way. There, yeah. There was a message, and I think that there was something in it, because I remember you saying you wouldn't have known that. Um, I didn't even know it. Yeah. And I, then it was validated. Yeah, and I didn't realize how much um, chaos had been between the two brother and sister. So again, if we go back to, okay, how can anybody say they're not right there with us? No. You know, and, and I understand she was still, you know, people will say she was still in that coma state, but she was even a step further where they had brain dead. She was brain dead. So she was past that stage. She was already, but she was right there and saw everything that was going on. Because for me to give you that message, I wouldn't know that. Right. And in my my heart, I had already known she was dead before I called you and asked you, is she going to make it? I already knew she was dead. So I already knew her brain was dead right? before the doctors even told us. That was just my gut instinct. Right. Wow. Wow. And you guys got a lot of messages. Yeah, she was, they kept her alive for, um, for five and a half days, I believe. But she donated her organs, and we think that one kidney is still alive. Amazing. And um, 
I just want to throw this out there too, that um, donating organs is a very important thing in your family and everybody is on the donation list in your family um, due to it linking back to your father and how it helps your father get extra years. Yes, my father received a liver um, 17 years before he died. He was uh, had cirrhosis and he was dire straits and they found a liver for him and that gave him 17 years later. And he died the month that the boy had given him his liver. It was the month that the boy was born, his birthday. And the boy died when he was 17 years. Wow. And we all knew that that boy was standing at the gates of heaven waiting for dad to come and join him. Absolutely. It's okay. So the numbers too, I mean, I got to throw this out there too. The numbers are also amazing in your family with the signs. They play a big part in it. Um, Born on the 11th or she was born on the 22nd and she died on the 11th. So half of 22 was 11. And if you remember with the bus, you also said it was like 11, 11, 11, 13. Yes. Yeah. So there was mom. And then dad was born on the 13th and died on the 31st. And my mom always loved one, two, three, four. We pronounced her dead at 1234. One, two, three, four. Like, how do you get that? Exactly. You can't just like plan that. No. She couldn't plan taking her last breath at one, two, three, four. No, she couldn't. My sisters and I, when we were standing by her bedside and, you know, praying for her as she took her last breath and the sister turned around and said, time of death. And that all broke us. And then she goes, one, two, three, four. And then we all started laughing. Because we knew my mom was right there. Like, she died, but she's back. <laughs> exactly, exactly. She had it, yeah. I, and that, that doesn't just happen. And it's not a, oh, wow, that's a coincidence. No. There, there are no coincidences. Everything happens for a reason. People come into our life for a reason. People see signs for a reason. Yes. Either we're going through something really tough we're asking for a sign, we're needing it, we're at an important event. Yeah. But I, yeah, our family, we, um, we ask for it. But what I have learned through the years that it's whether I ask for it, I might get it. But when I need it is when I get it. When I'm not expecting it. It is right there in my face. So I keep my faith and my heart open for the sign, but I'm not looking for it. If I look for it, it will not show. But if I keep my heart open and believe in it, it just appears. And that That makes mine so much better. Perfectly said. Thank you for that. That perfectly said. Because that's it right there, keeping your heart open and really believing in it and just knowing. Um, because, yes, if we sit by the clock and say, tick tock, come on, show me that sign. 
get that cardinal here now, you're not going to see it. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yes. Oh, Carolyn, thank you so much for sharing your stories, um, for being here on the show. I so much appreciated it. Um, I loved all the stories and hearing about all of the signs that you and your family see that there is no death. There's only life. They're right there. Look for your signs, people. Yes. Oh, thank you, Carolyn. Thank you, everyone, for joining. And we will see you soon. Thank you for listening to Hello from the Other Side. You can connect with Maria and book a reading at mariaverdeshi.com. While you're there, be sure to join her email list and be the first to receive special offers. 